0: We will take to task the recovery society's lies and misinformation and replace them with facts research and the methods to move on from addiction struggles without 12-step meetings rehabs and the shackles of endless recovery let's escape the treatment and recovery trap together and learn to be free welcome to the truth it's time for you and those you love to step off the addiction roller coaster for good and learn a solution that works. It's called Move Past Addiction Masterclass, and it's a free one hour live online class where you'll hear new and empowering information about how to solve addiction for good without steps, meetings, rehabs, or being labeled for life. If you're struggling or you love someone who is, then this masterclass is for you. To enroll in this free one-hour class, click the link provided or go to thefreedommodel.org and choose the date and time that works for you. See you at the masterclass. Hey, everybody. Hey, welcome to the Addiction Solution Podcast. I'm Michelle Dunbar. And I'm Mark Sheeran. And we, along with our colleague Stephen Slate, wrote the Freedom Model for Addictions and the Freedom Model for the Family. And um, and what we're gonna oh this it's been I just want to say this is the first time we've recorded a podcast with our new little setup here, which is kind of cool. And the first time we've recorded a podcast since Mark came back. Yeah, yeah. So his, it's been three weeks, little, probably. Yeah. He 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 was. I just want to tell people that he spent basically two weeks out in the wilderness. <laughs> I did like a crazy person. Yeah. And there was a
1: snowstorm, a blizzard, actually, <laughs> where I was, I was up on top of a mountain in a blizzard and we got, uh, I don't know, 16 inches, of yeah, snow. 16, and 18 inches. Then we had snow. to pack out because the snow was getting so deep that we were going to get snow blocked in. So, uh, that was not fun. No, it was no, not fun.
0: No, they <laughs> were in a tent and everything was like self-contained they had to pack out like between the two of them, like 150 pounds. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was brutal. It was brutal. <laughs> but they were safe. And so we both, fun. we both had a successful hunt. So they did. That was, they did. It was really cool. They did. Um, we're getting used to our new mi- microphones. So uh, our voices may go in and out a bit. Yeah, bear with us as we figure this out. And we have to sometimes move the microphones. I don't know if that makes noise. So we're going to learn a lot in this podcast. Um, one of the things I want to I want to start with uh, talking about, before we get started, some housekeeping here. Um, We have our Move Pass Addiction Masterclass. And for those that have not attended that, um, if you really want to understand the basics and the foundation of the Freedom Model, and also if you want to hear some lessons that we teach in the Freedom Model online program, uh, we go over two uh, lessons.
0: Yeah, Yeah, really good ones
1: yeah, and we go over loss of control and and uh, whether addiction is a chronic progressive illness, which we we debunk both of those ideas in uh, in a, about five slides uh, as an example of part of what we do, but we also go over the history who we are and um, why you would want to move forward with the freedom model instead of getting uh, trapped in recovery.
0: Yeah, in treatment. Yeah. So if you want to we're gonna have um, well, we're releasing this right before Christmas. So, Merry Christmas, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But that we do have uh, master classes scheduled right through the holidays, right into January. And they're free. And they're free. So even if you can't attend the live uh, class itself, it's a, it's a good idea to attend it if you can, because you can talk to us directly and ask us questions. But if you can't attend the live class because the time doesn't work for you, enroll anyway, and then you'll be able to see the replay later on in the day.
1: Now, the next thing, so we have the masterclass that's free. And then we're going to, we just developed, uh, Michelle's Ooh. putting the finishing touches on our deprogramming from 12 steps. Workshop, and that's a pre-recorded. Uh, this will also, by the way, it, it's a standalone uh, workshop, so you can. Uh, we'll have time set up for that, and uh, then you can watch it as well. It'll be pre-recorded, and um, uh, no, we won't have time. Set. No, no, right, it's pre-recorded. Right. It's it's, right. it's
0: a standalone product. That's right.
1: I'm not used to that. It's,
0: yeah, no. that's we have it in the online program right now, but we're retooling it. Um, and then we're going to make it available. We have had a lot of requests for it, so we're going to make it available as its own uh, little program. Right. Um, and so, if you're leaving AA, if you're if you feel kind of trapped in recovery and you're leaving AA, this will will literally help you walk out of it with less angst. You'll you'll feel a lot more confident as you peel yourself away from it um, knowing the truth about it.
1: Yeah. So I took what we have in the online program, which was pretty comprehensive and we, we retooled it with new information and cleaned it up and, yep. uh, really, really spent some time rebuilding it from the ground up with new presentations and things like that. The whole goal is to, there's a whole group of people, a million strong that are in AA throughout the world and don't want to be there. Yeah. And, but they're scared to leave and there, I call it, you know, recovery purgatory. You're sort of in this weird world in between. And I, I, I sat in that purgatory for nearly a decade. So did Michelle. Uh, we knew that something was very wrong with the 12 steps, but we couldn't put our finger on it. And it took us a long time to research that and figure it out for ourselves. So we're now passing that on to people and in, in less than really an hour, hour and a half, you'll be able to understand why, uh, you know something's amiss and exactly why. And also that you can leave without any reprisals and your life will take off. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So so be looking for that. And lastly, um, hopefully by the time this airs or right after it, our app will be available and you'll be able to get the deprogramming right through our app. Um, you'll be able to access the online program quickly. And the master class through our app. You'll be able to access the master class easily through our app. Um, we're very excited. It's been a long time coming. And um, so, yeah, be looking for that too. Uh, now let's get started. I, I I wrote down this topic, I don't know, probably before Mark went on vacation. And, and I don't know where it came from, but, but I think it's a good one.
1: It is very good. I want to know,
0: I want to know how do you work on solving addiction? You know, in AA, it's it's popular to say it works if you work it, right? We get people tell us that all the time on social media, the, the AA people that troll our, our stuff. They're like, ah, you just didn't work it. So what does it mean?
1: Yeah, so this is such a difficult topic for people that don't know the freedom model to understand, and because there is a huge amount of information that promotes the idea that you have to do all kinds of rituals to stop yourself from getting drunk and high. Yes. And then, and what's equally um, damaging or distracting from the actual solution, which we'll get into is this idea that there are many paths, you know, there's all these different paths and we should all, you know, it's sort of like a buffet.
0: What and, works for, and, you know, you don't know what's going to work for someone else.
1: Now we're saying this, and I know that, people out there are bristling going, well, yeah. Yeah. People that like yeah. us. Yeah. People that are in the freedom model that, that say, well, yeah, Mark, I can't believe you're saying this. You're kind of making fun of it. Well, I am. Mm-hmm. I am making fun of it because um there's only one way. Let me cut to the chase first and then we can backpedal a bit. Um, there's only one way to stop or successfully moderate a heavy use issue. And that is within the confines of your mind, making new decisions based on factual information. That's it. Changing that, your mind. Changing your mind. And people say it can't be that simple. And they say that because they've been taught that it's not that simple. Yep. And so we have this book called The Freedom Model for Addictions, which, by the way, I just did the rough draft for the second edition, which is very exciting. Woo woo. Um But we have this book that's 470 pages and people point at it when they haven't read it. And they say, see, you you have this big, long process to work on recovery. And I go, first of all, there is no recovery because there's no disease to recover from. Number one. Secondly, that book exists because of all the bullshit that's out there. Right. The The, book is to undo it. Yeah. I have to go (laughs) through all the I'm going to work on my recovery stuff. I have to debunk all of that so that you can simply make new decisions. When all these distractions working on recovery or working on a substance use problem or working to solve an issue, the only thing you need to work on is getting the right information, right? I'm going to repeat that. The only thing you need to work on is getting the right information, the factual truth, the truth. That's all you need because then you can make decisions. But if you don't have that, you'll be distracted over here with all this recovery nonsense, you know, all these active placebos, that's what they are. They're, they're distractions from changing your mind. Um, so it's, it's a really difficult thing for people when they're caught up in, I, I, there's so many things now.
0: Well, exactly. I mean, You know, it's very popular. A lot of the people that there's a lot of people that like the freedom model that think that sometimes what we're saying is, well, if you just eat healthier and work out, you you, you'll change your preference. Yeah. Uh, We've not said that ever, 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 because there's literally no connection. Um, there are people that think we're saying, um, you know, to replace things, even though we specifically have a chapter on not replacing. Because if you if you mindlessly try to replace your substance use with something else, you still have this preference for it that's intact. And eventually, because what you're doing is you're doing a process of denying yourself what you still really want to do and forcing yourself to do something that that you don't see has the, uh, the same value.
1: That's right. That, that can't compare to the perceived benefits that you see in the drug. So if you, if Michelle said it, if you leave your preference intact, based on a lot of mythology here, here's yes. what's wild. The, the perceived benefits of heavy use, what we call addiction, right? The perceived benefits are Addiction and um and that drives compelled use now all of what i just said is basically nonsense the, the the perceived benefits are perceived benefits the drug doesn't actually create all this beneficial things in your life it doesn't stress relieve it doesn't provide escapism it doesn't take away your anxiety it doesn't solve trauma it doesn't change your mind for you it doesn't give you a license to misbehave it doesn't lower your inhibitions and it doesn't even do any of that temporarily so those are all the perceived benefits that you have. You believe they do all those things. So if you believe that, well, then you're going to have a massive appetite for it because any magical drug that does that is 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 amazing, right? It's amazing. Who wouldn't want that? So you're going to mindlessly replace that by going to the gym? I mean, that's ridiculous. It's never going to work. Now. So so there's nothing to work on except for debunking all that.
0: Yes, learning. The,
1: learning. So debunking the lie that substances do magical things.
0: And debunking the lie that in, and, that you're out of control and debunking the lie that your moods dictate your behaviors. So whenever I feel stressed out, I'm going to have a drink or go get some cocaine or whenever, you know, that there's triggers, the things that trigger me. There's so many lies. There's so much misinformation. Debunking the lie that you're somehow broken inside, that you can't drink like other people or you can't control yourself around drugs. I mean, all of this, there's so much misinformation. So if you're going to work on something uh, to solve your addiction. All you need to work on is learning.
1: Yeah. it's that, That's it. Imagine that, that you're trying to uh, create a trade in your life. You want to be certified in heating and cooling.
0: Hmm. Well, then
1: you would go to school to do heating and cooling, right? You would have no knowledge on it and you'd have to do tutorials and labs and it's learning. Right. And then you apply it
0: experiential learning. Right. Because you can, when the trades, you can sit in a classroom all day, but until you actually go out and do it, it, it's just theory.
1: That's right. So, so the way you work on, there is no such thing as recovery by the way, because you're not broken. There's nothing to recover from. Um, And so it's, it's what you're working on is just understanding that there's nothing wrong with you. Right. And that you've made a choice for something that you, you do based on the perceived benefits of that. And, and that's okay. But are the perceived benefits really there? Now, there's other things that, that we've included in the second edition with the binge construct, dismantling a binge construct. Um, you build this whole thing around yourself and then if you're not careful, and you haven't done the freedom model and you don't know the facts, if you're not careful, you're going to go do all this mindless other recovery stuff. You know, you're going to do, um, you know, trauma therapy, which may be great, which may be great, but some people get so lost in that because they connect it to their use. And they right. they actually reinforce the concept of addiction as this holistic sort of nightmare in their life. That's connected to everything. So sometimes the, the very therapies that you're using can end up being, really problematic. Um so you end up working on a whole bunch of stuff that isn't really that beneficial.
0: Well it's super with the word i mean, it's superfluous. Uh, superfluous. Right? <laughs> it's, I wouldn't have got that. I would
1: have been like Sup- <laughs> super superfluous.
0: <laughs> so it's it ends up it's a distraction. It's a distraction from becoming mindful about your use and how good is it and how much do I still like it and um, I mean, really, it comes down to being open to new information, really being open to it. and then then by applying it, what we're saying by applying it is becoming mindful,
1: yeah. so so here's what happens. Steve has some good lines in the beginning of the book where <laughs> we talk about, um oh, i'm gonna I'm losing it. I'm losing it. It's going away. Hang on. <laughs> Hang on, I'll catch it. Oh. That we're not saying that it's just a choice, but this is really important. When you have debunked and swept away the lies, it really is just a choice. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. But but when it's not just a choice, when you're sitting there and you're going, oh, this is horrible. It's so difficult for me to understand why I do what I do. I get, you know, and, and you're just in that hopeless, miserable state. All of that hopeless, miserable state exists because you are distracted from the reality that this is something you're doing to yourself. Yeah. And, and there's reasoning, some of it, much of it faulty reasoning, but there's re- you're using the power of your mind and your free will and your autonomy and your pursuit of happiness, but you're using it with a whole bunch of ideas that are keeping you trapped in it so the choices become very volatile and painful and you don't know why well you, the reason is is because because you're you're basing your decisions on other lies it's layer upon layer upon layer of mythology and fantasy and and this this awful condition exists why you're so mystified and broken, why you get angry when I say it's just a choice is because you feel like it isn't one because your belief system reinforces it to such a massive degree that you're fucked. I was there. I know what it's like to be so hopeless and overdose and be in the hospital and, and all the stuff that goes along with being jail. I was in jail at one point, you know, and all, all these types of things. And, and if somebody came up to me at that point and said, you know, this is just a choice, I would have been like, fuck yourself. Yeah. You know, that it's not just a choice, <laughs> but, but the wild part is that when you learn the facts and you learn why you, why you're doing what you're doing, how that's happening and well over 90% of the ideas that you have surrounding this topic are complete and utter nonsense. They're not true. You'll be shocked. Then freedom hits. You're like, Oh, I can just let go. Why would I live my life by lies?
0: Well, that's it. Like I can remember thinking and saying, I think I said it to you more than once when we were, you know, there's a lot of people that are like, how how can you bash on AA because you were there. You were there. You you stayed sober. I mean, the truth of the matter is, Mark and I were abstinent the whole time we were in AA. Yeah. And but I can remember thinking. The whole time I was in AA, and even when I was sponsoring people and talking to them about going to meetings, I can remember saying to people, it doesn't matter whether you go to meetings or not. Like I knew intuitively yeah. there is nothing magical here that's keeping me sober in the meetings. There's if anything, the meetings made me want to drink. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it there is if we weren't like glamorizing our drunken escapades in the meetings, we were. Um,
1: demonizing, demonizing
0: the the alcohol and saying how powerful it is, or or we were just trash talking each other. I mean, it was just so negative all the time. It it felt really like not, not like we were going in a positive direction. It was very strange. And, and I always knew I'm like, this is not what we should be doing. It was just this, this underlying thing that felt very, very wrong. Now, when we would leave the meetings and we would have social time together, like there was a bunch of group of young people, that was fun. That was like, that was fun. But the meetings themselves were like bizarre. I mean, even growing up in it.
1: I know. So, so yeah, you make a good point. So this, this underlying tone of sort of, you're sitting there in disbelief going, none of this really makes sense. And we hear it all the time. Oh, yeah where people say, and this is the statement, and I'm sure many of you out there in the audience are going to identify with this statement. AA doesn't resonate with me. And what you're saying is what Michelle just described in a longer version. And that is, you know, it's wrong. You know, it's just n- nonsense. You know, that the things that people are saying, you can tell when they're talking, they're, they're rewriting their history and, and it becomes all about junky pride. That's what I call it. You know, yeah, who, that we're who's,
0: performing for each other. Yeah, Whose
1: story is the worst? right? For, for glory. Um, and to be the best AA member you can be because you need it so bad because you're such a bad addict and alcoholic. I hated that because that competition and constantly talking about how bad it was, uh, simply wasn't true in a lot of cases. I had I had four good years of partying and, and that were really magical and fun when I was young. Um, and then two years that were hellish they really were terrible, lonely endeavors. Um, but that's, that's being accurate in AA. It was all over the place. You know, it becomes like a competition. That's what sort of groupthink think does.
0: Yeah. And it becomes
1: this homogenous movement where everybody has to play the Stepford-y. role. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, everybody Stepford says run. the yeah. same words. Yes. Everybody, everybody like has the same beliefs. Every, like everybody just kind of parrots each other. And
1: that's happening in society outside of AA.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's
1: really, it's really strange. Right there. And now the, the mantra is, well, there's many paths to the same route of recovery. No, there's one route. There's one route. It's called the human mind. It's called deciding for yourself whether the perceived benefits are real, challenging that, and then challenging your fantasies that you carry, your deviance, your, your hidden drug use. There's all sorts of things that you need to challenge and say to yourself, do I need this in my life? And is it performing the the results? Is it getting the results that I wish it would? And here's, what's wild with all the misinformation, all the nonsense surrounding the powers of alcohol and drugs. We have an entire industry that says it's killing everybody. And it is killing a lot of people. Right. And it's destroying lives. A lot of lives that are destroyed. Right. If it was so freaking magical, how come people are dying doing it? Why are people's marriages being dissolved? Why is, why are people going to jail under the influence quote unquote? If you know, so, so we have this strange thing, where we say alcohol and drugs are these magical mental elixirs. And then we have an entire equally loud voice that says they are demonic destructive forces. Well, which is it? And maybe, maybe the answer is neither. Now, what I mean by that is in the mental realm, maybe it's whatever we want it to be. And then the physical realm, it's true that it destroys lives. We can objectively see there's truth there. There's truth of overdose and health problems. Yeah. So when we look at a drug objectively, a substance of any kind and the overuse of it, we see something that's true. One thing that's absolutely true is that if you do enough of it consistently enough and live a reckless lifestyle, you can die tragically. That's true. But all this mental and emotional benefit that we see on the one side of the coin, which is the advertising, the marketing of the drug companies, and your drug dealer, and the drug cartels, and the pharmaceuticals companies, all of that is positively based. Then when that fantasy that they're selling doesn't work out well, and your life turns into a tragic mess, then the treatment industry picks up the mantle and says drugs are demonic, wrong enslaving you get addicted and they're going to pick up the mantle both are making money based on a belief and the belief is sell the wares sell it as the most positive thing in the world it falls flat because it can't provide those things cuz drugs don't that's what the freedom model is all about and then you, you know the 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 uh treatment industry is going to say yeah well drugs are terrible yeah. You know, so which is it? It's both. It's whatever you're experiencing because they're giving you a false promise on the front end that falls flat and then the treatment industry says, "See, we told you. It falls flat, doesn't it? It's it's wrong. It's bad. You're an addict. You're an alcoholic." And there's no answer there either. So the in the end what you need to do is figure all that out which you can through the freedom model. Sweep all that away. You don't need treatment. You don't need recovery. You don't need rehabs. You don't need you need to make a decision about what you want in your life and move on.
0: Well, I wanted to say this a while back, but, <laughs> but what I wanted to talk about is our, our friend, we have a friend uh, on social media, Rainy. And Rainy did a video a few days ago, and which is true, which is that everyone gets addicted to something. The drugs and alcohol aren't you the, the only difference with drugs and alcohol is that there's that placebo the active placebo so you feel something physically right that you make interpret as being positive beneficial something you like yeah and but addiction actual building habits is normal it's a normal part of being human that's right and so when when mark was talking about how everyone changes you change without even knowing it like as a function of age you know you go in and out of these different kinds of habits that you do i mean you know when i was 8 years old i was a bit ocd and so i i was paranoid about our house burning down because a friend of mine's house had burned down mm-hmm. so i fixated on it and so Every single, I got into this habit for months of every single night, waking up while everybody was in bed and going down and checking the stove. And I did this for months, this habit, this thing. Now, many people would look at that and go, wow, that was that was pathological. That was straight. No, it was a habit that I got into that I saw as beneficial for me. I did it for a while and then I just moved on. I just stopped. And so you could look at that and say, well, that was, that was pathological and you needed therapy, or you could look at it and say, no, that was a normal part of being human. And that's the same thing with addiction. You have solved other addictions in your life quite naturally without even thinking about it. That's
1: right. That's, that's a great point. That's a great point. So everything is an addiction, meaning everything is habitual eventually, if you value it. Yep. If you value it, we value walking. So we get so good at it that it doesn't go into long-term memory every time we take a step.
0: Unless you become very sedentary.
1: Yeah. Unless you become sedentary or have a stroke, for instance, where you have to relearn it. Yeah. So, so then it's no longer quote unquote, wouldn't fit the addiction model. That is that it's mindless and repetitive and habitual. Right. And so, um, so everything from, Making your cup of coffee in the morning to kissing your wife on the way out the door, whatever it is, driving to work mm. is we could we could it falls right into that addiction. It sure does. Category.
0: I don't even remember doing it this morning. Uh, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> my route is literally like three miles, and it happens very quickly. <laughs>
1: yeah. So. So we are, Michelle makes the point that we're habit creating machines for efficiency, for the things that we value and the things that we value, we habituate so that we're efficient. You know, it's just another way of saying it. And drug taking is no different. It's only when we imbue drugs and alcohol with magical, emotional and mental capability to change your mind and change your emotional life that it becomes a special addiction, a special habit, one that we can't control, that is overpowering, enslaving, cunning, baffling, powerful. These are all words that we use. Yes, It's it's craziness. It's real craziness. It's all started by Bill Wilson, this drunken idiot stockbroker that started AA um, wanting you to believe this crap.
0: Yeah. So I guess what we're trying to say is if, if, you know when you're trying to lose weight and become physically fit the work you put in is you know e- changing your eating habits which is not really work it's making a decision that I'm going to change what I'm eating to to reach a goal um but it but it is you know going you know working out every day working out but even that can become habitual and not require thought and it just becomes a lifestyle That's right. So so when we talk about working on solving addiction the the only reason you think there's work involved is because of the recovery society is because of the misinformation that we have the only work that really is involved is learning it's gaining knowledge debunking the myths and then becoming mindful about who you want to be yeah. changing your lifestyle figuring out yeah you know what I'm definitely going to feel better, be happier Um, you know, I'm going to focus on the benefits of making these changes and just make them. Now I'm not saying, I mean, I, I understand that when you think you really love something, okay. When you think you're like, oh, I really love getting drunk, really love coming home from work, you know, cracking open that beer, you know, I, I feel good when I've had three beers. But then I have like eight beers and then I go to bed and I feel like shit, you know? Well, changing your mind about, you don't get from three beers to eight beers by accident.
1: That's right. It didn't just happen. There was no powerlessness narrative happening here. Nope. That's right. There's fantasy involved in all of it. There's myths that you're believing. There's things you're trying to get. Yes. That usually is a futile chase, but you don't know that because you've been sold on a bill of goods about the fantasies of drugs so much that you're banging your head against the wall, trying desperately to chase this fantasy that drug is that the substance is going to do all these magical things. Um, we go over that in the second edition portions in in great detail. So um Yeah. It's, it's, it's all misinformation.
0: It is. It is. So if you're, if you're here, we are, we're at the end of 2023 already. It doesn't seem possible. (laughs) Um, so if you've spent 20, the better part of 2023 working on solving your addiction, you can stop, you can stop working on it and just focus on learning.
1: Yeah just learn trust me learn the freedom model study that yeah. so that you can undo all the lies that you've been told you are living a lie or a series of lies and, and some of that's not your fault. I mean, we're, we're told this stuff in Western culture since we're born, since every we're day, kids. Yeah.
0: You are bombarded with it every day. You don't even know you're being bombarded with it, but you'll start to recognize it. You
1: will. It's like the matrix, right? Michelle yeah. said you, you'll you suddenly see Once the Once you matrix. unplug,
0: baby, <laughs> uh, you'll see it everywhere. And you're like, oh my God, the propaganda is great.
1: Yeah. It's massive. It's ma- it's it's everywhere. So um, the good news is you're intelligent enough to recognize it. Once you've given been given the facts, that's why we're here. We're here to give you the facts. Yep. We're not against a model. We're against misinformation. That's it's it. It's not personal. It's just is the information correct? Is it beneficial? We don't believe in lying to people so, to save them from themselves. That's the treatment industry's job. I don't do that. I give people the truth and I let them live their lives. That's what Michelle does. That's what Steven Slate does. That's what Ryan does. Everybody involved in the free model. We believe in you. We believe you're totally capable to make your own decisions. All right. Oh, one last thing. The QR code here there it is there it is yes. I, I just saw it if if you're watching this on a PC you can go to the master class by using the QR code it'll take you right to the registration page
0: or you can go to the freedommodel.org and there's an annoying pop-up that comes up and uh, you can register right from the pop-up or it's right on the right on the front page um, of the freedommodel.org as well you yeah. know and also, we have uh, go to our TikTok account because we do videos there. YouTube. Oh yeah, um, we all all everything from TikTok. All of the little videos we do on TikTok get pushed over automatically to YouTube, Facebook, um, Twitter, and Instagram.
1: Yeah. So if you're on any of those platforms, please join. It helps our ag- algorithm. It helps us reach more people. Comment. It uh, doesn't matter if you're against us, for us. Uh, share. Yeah. Share
0: our our shorts. Um, share our podcast when it comes out. And uh yeah. And hey, if you like the podcast, if you like this episode specifically, go to whatever platform you're on and rate us. Give us a five-star rating. And you can always, if you if there's a topic you want to hear about in 2024, yeah, this is good. Um uh, email us at info, I-N-F-O, at org,
1: And we respond to those personally.
0: We do. That comes directly to Mark and I.
1: Or give us a call at 888-424-2626.
0: All right, everybody. Merry Christmas. We hope you all or happy Hanukkah, whatever you're celebrating. Um, we hope you have a, a wonderful rest of the year.
1: Yeah. Give yourself the gift of freedom. All right, yeah. everybody. Take Bye. care.
0: Are you struggling with a drug or alcohol problem, but you don't want to go to rehab or group meetings? That's why we created the non-12-step Freedom Model Coaching Program in 2011. Through video conferencing on Zoom or Skype, you can work privately with a certified Freedom Model Coach from your home or office on your schedule. And here's the best part. With the Freedom Model, you'll never be labeled an addict or an alcoholic, and we won't tell you to go to 12 step meetings or hamper your life with endless recovery rituals. Instead, you can learn exactly why addiction isn't a disease and how you can solve the problem for good and move on with your life. Do you want to be completely free from your addiction? Do you want to never have to attend meetings, rehabs, or addiction counseling ever again? And do you want to solve your problem from the comfort of home? Then call us at 888-424-2626 to talk with a Freedom Model Coach today and experience the Freedom Model difference.